come with me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my work. Let me lead you into it. Let me take you into the mind of a woman who is mad. Hi. And welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, a good ghoul's guide to horror. I'm your polter guide, Kenzie. I'm your polter guide, Donna. I'm your polter guide, Mac. And this week, we watch the brand spanking new Shutter exclusive, Destroy All Neighbors. One, we're going to be in spoiler territory immediately. And let's go around. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Since this was brand new, I know none of us have seen it before. I found it slow getting into... I did not love it to start with. It grew on me. By the end of the movie, I was into it. But at the beginning, I was mm, I was not loving it to start with, but I was into it by the end. I could say that a third time, but I think... I'm, I'm confused. So you, you, you liked it at the beginning, but it fell apart at the end. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> gotcha. There you go. That That's it. Oh, actually, I, I have to say, uh, the first part of the movie was me intensely watching for Alex Winters. I, I, I was focused, eagle-eyed, trying to find Alex Winters. I just, that's all I, I wanted was to find Alex Winters. And then I found him. Or did he find you? Mac, what about you? What'd you think? Roughly about the same. The first maybe even half an hour, I was like, no, this is kind of cheap and feels like autobiographical in a really weirdly <laughs> boring way. Like not only like I'm not interested in prog rock. I'm not interested in people who make prog rock. So I was like, okay, this, <laughs> this movie is going to be a chore. But by the, by the end of it, uh, I was laughing more frequently. So yes, I, I was into it more often than not by the time everything was done. I did break down and get shutter finally with this and um for the podcast listener kenzie's cheering and that, that's going to turn around in a minute because i'm kind of unimpressed with it <laughs> <laughs> maybe their library is in a lull right now where there's just not a lot there but you know i kind of went it took me like maybe half an hour to go through everything they had and maybe found five or six things i was interested in watching so on the whole it was sort of eh. the documentaries, I think, as Kenzie had mentioned to me, I don't know if she mentioned it on mic. The, the documentary seemed more interesting than anything else, but there wasn't a lot of narrative stuff I was really that into. Uh, I, I, I added Frankenhooker into my list simply because I've never seen it and I feel like I should. But beyond that, I saw Frankenhooker way and as most of my stories about horror films go, <laughs> I saw Frankenhooker at a way to a a. Young age that uh, I'm just going to leave it at that, that I should not have seen Frankenhooker. I saw the video box cover for Frankenhooker way earlier than I should have. I remember that <laughs> and being like, I, I have a lot of questions about this box and none of the context to ask them to ask the mom. <laughs> you know, so I was OK. Like, I I didn't hate it, but it was I, I enjoy horror comedy. I don't want anyone to think I'm anti-horror comedy, but it just, I don't know, it got just a little too something. And I mean, it's okay. It's low on the horror qu quotient. I'll I'll agree to that. Yeah. And uh, unless you're laughing, the film falls apart almost immediately. Yeah. It's, you know, it's fine because I 
didn't know anything about it. Like we had discussed it at our summit meeting and right before I watched it, uh, cause I asked editor Billy if he wanted to watch it with us and we watched the trailer and I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, all right, let's. And he's like, yeah, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> I was like, that's fine. <laughs> I don't, the casting was fine. It's just, you know, wasn't my bag and that's okay. That's, that's okay. It's the only new movie I've watched so far this year. So it is my favorite movie of the year. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. There's just something charming about a really low budget movie that goes all out. And it, it was that it was a low budget film that went all out. Oh yeah. It was, it was low budget, unapologetic, and it wanted to have fun. And I think you will. um, But before we get, too deep diving into that. Uh, I do our... hate the title. I think the title is yeah. a bad title for this movie. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It is a bad title. Makes me think of the the video game Destroy All Humans. There's that or Zombies Ate My Neighbors. I kept getting it confused yes. with both of those video games as I was thinking about it. All right. Well, mm-hmm. our good, good buddies at IMDb and Max Nemesis want you to know that Destroy All Neighbors is about a struggling Prog rock musician William Brown finds himself in a living nightmare when he accidentally kills Vlad, the neighbor from hell. He was in a nightmare before he killed Vlad. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just became a different nightmare. But what it's really about is maybe the fifth most ridiculous description of creative procrastination I've ever heard of. <laughs> Top five, maybe. But like, I'd have to really think about the history of the that phenomenon and it might more only be in top 10 i got two right now off the top of my head i got a dad adaptation and this this is it on creator procrastination oh, i'm including real people who mm, describe mm. their creative procrastination yes gotcha 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 i went i was still fictional so all right yeah gotcha all right so we were just starting to talk about the quality of the film i guess the the low mm-hmm. budget aspect of it I do appreciate that. Like, I appreciate that it was all practical effects. Everybody involved in this, I think, genuinely loved what they were doing. Like, they were, everyone was having fun. And I and I, I appreciate that. I like that a lot. It feels like, the worst thing I can say about it, I think, it, it may not earn a lot of its, like, creature effects. It feels like what they had around was, like, this weird script about a prog rock guy. And then said, what if we added as much makeup and special effects into that as we could. How? doesn't matter. Just do it. Well, I feel like that's also some of Alex Winter's bread and butter on his original stuff, because he did a film in 1993 called Freaked, mm-hmm. and that he wrote and directed, and from what I remember, because I've either seen it or I've just read the synopsis, and it was kind of like a freak show and kind of a take on the Todd Browning film, freaks like i know brooke shields is in it mr t is in it like and there is some over-the-top practical effects i vaguely remember in it as well and he does a lot of makeup work in bill and ted's bogus journey he plays his own great-grandmother yeah that's true in the the hell sequence Hmm. about that he did (laughs) yeah and and and, like she seems almost like a proto vlad in in some degree the, the situation with William struck me because I have noise sensitivity and I did not know that that's what I had. I mean, I knew 
noise made me nuts. I knew that. What I didn't know is that that had a name. I just knew that noise had been making me miserable my whole life. And I knew that people had been like, just ignore it. Just not more than a few minutes ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can remember my ex-husband being like, why are you like this? As I was going to war with my neighbors and I would be like, cause I can't sleep. Cause I can't work because I can't study. Oh my God. Why can't you be on my side? Ah, Oh, I'm reliving it. Okay. Um, so, Maybe a couple other issues in there. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Maybe, but noise has always been a problem for me. And so that was something I was very sympathetic to William about. The fact that he just could not. Now, William also had some other stuff going on. But the fact that William also couldn't work while there was the noise going on. And people were not validating that you know people were being very dismissive of that being a problem for him now william kind of needed to own his shit at the same time like that was william's problem and william needed to go knock on that door william needed to quit asking other people to take care of that problem for him and believe me i have knocked on some doors in my life I have plenty of people in my past who still refer to me as that bitch of a neighbor. Yes, I do. Um, But I'm very sympathetic to William and his problem with the noise from the neighbor. So I will be firmly on William's side on that issue. Yeah, I'm going to rant about an old neighbor um, for a minute just because I knocked on these goddamn assholes door before we ever signed the lease we lived in a duplex and i knocked on their door before we ever signed the lease and said hi we're thinking about moving in next door but listen i'm really sensitive to noise and so before we signed the lease i need to know are you guys noisy and they're like oh no we're not noisy at all we have a party every now and then but it's no big deal we're not noisy at all and i was like cool and we signed the lease they lied they were liars. I was over there every day going, hey, can you turn that music down? And I feel like I should have gone over there with a Sharpie and with a with a line on their stereo going, if it's above this, I will be over here knocking on your door. Man, we went round and round and round. That bass would just... There's one night I remember the literally the pictures on my wall were vibrating because of how loud their music was. Anyway, we were not friends. Okay, you don't have to be friends with everybody. I, I was on William's side on, on that issue. And see, I'm, and this is my personality. I'm very much was like William's girlfriend. Would have had no problem knocking him and like had a conversation. I don't know if I'd invite him over for tea, but I would have had a conversation and we would have been very civil, come to an understanding and just went about our day. Because Oh, I was civil. Oh no, I had first the first 10, 12 times. Oh yeah. Donna, knowing you as long as I've known you, I have no doubt that you were. Since we are saying who we who we understand in this moment, I understood her because I've I've I would have no problem doing that going over and talking to Vlad. Mm-hmm. 
him and his Popeye looking arms. <laughs> I don't believe William had so noise sensitivity. I ha I believe he was looking for anything to prevent him from continuing his work because he had these existential doubts about them. Which goes exactly with what his girlfriend yeah. was telling him to address. Like hey. I, I I believe her. She's been around for several years. Like, oh, you've just been pointing to anything. There, before the noise started, you said something else was preventing you from doing this. And this is the latest thing. I believe noise sensitivity is real. I'm on Donna's side in Donna's stories. I'm not on William's side in this story because he is the architect of his own problems. I like that. And I agree. Donna's side, yes. William's side, no. Right. I like that. I'm not on Vlad's side. Vlad's music is too loud. Yes, that is an objectively true statement. Vlad's music was very loud. And yeah. it, it is definitely patience trying. I would have been okay with, was it Jacob the pig neighbor? The pig guy. Mm -hmm. I'd have been okay with him. And honestly, I'd have been okay with the super. We would have we vibed. It'd have been fine. Philip. Philip, the pig guy. Thank you. Because I, I felt bad because he's like, I have a name. And I'm sitting here like, I don't remember your name. <laughs> <laughs> it was very appropriate that you got Philip's name wrong. <laughs> yeah. Because my brain at first was like, it's Jacob. And I'm like, that doesn't sound right at all, brain. <laughs> so William did work up the nerve to go talk to Vlad too late. Yeah. I think... With the type of character we're see that Vlad is shown to be, I think an asshole. Yeah, I think it was. Uh... <laughs> William's an asshole too. I'm, 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 I'm throwing that. There's a lot of assholing in this movie. <laughs> well, this and it's and that's the thing with assholing. It's like there are two different types. There are the ones that are that way to your face, Vlad. You know what mm -hmm. you're getting. And then there's the subtle ones that think they're nice, but they're really an asshole, William. Yeah, yeah. So I will definitely, I I agree with that. But yeah, William going over to actually, I think, talk to Vlad was too little too late. Which... It was. Well, okay. William does not want to be an asshole. No. Vlad but... owns it. Oh, Vlad loves it. <laughs> Just by the night and day difference how he acts. To William and to his girlfriend and probably the super as well. William doesn't want to be called an asshole. I like that. Yeah. I don't like William. I think he's kind of a dick. I... <laughs> and not okay. and this has nothing to do with the noise thing. It's how he comports himself in a relationship. It's how he takes responsibility for his actions when he kills people. And uh, how he owns his own creative life. All three of those things are the asshole. Him being passive aggressive about the sound, incidental. Fair. Yeah. Fair. But we can't all agree that Vlad's an asshole, right? Mm. Yes. Oh, oh, definitely. Definitely. Good. Okay. But he would not complain if someone called him an asshole. He would no, accept he would. the responsibility. He would have been like, yes, yes and? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and your point is? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and gross, too. Yeah. An asshole and gross. I think that's the other thing that kind of got me like, okay, with this movie, and this is kind of overall, like, I don't have a problem with gross. Like, we have discussed, there's lots of films we have discussed on this podcast that I've been like, yes, you know, it's gross, it's gory, it's this, but just something about 
Vlad just, I don't know. It's just, it, it makes my skin crawl gross. Like, it's like, okay, no, that's too far. Like, mm. I don't know if it was when he spit on the door. I don't know. Or just the yeah. state of his apartment. But it just, it was like, it was very off-putting to me. And I, that felt weird. It still feels weird talking about it yeah. being off-putting to me. It was gross before it was gory. So then it was just a human level of grossness. Maybe that's yeah. it. Maybe yeah. maybe that's what it is. But it's just, it got me. And that's impressive. <laughs> I know we've been talking about Vlad, but can we please talk about Thomas Lennon and how when he shows mm. up for anything is just a delight and I'm never mad to see him. I think it, it, every line he had was pretty funny. There was not a lull with him. That Who was Thomas him? Lennon? Uh, his boss at the recording studio. He had the one oh, with the yeah. mustache and flock of seagulls <laughs> haircut. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm never mad when he shows up. I, I, I have been a Thomas Lennon fan since the state days and then jump into Reno 911. I, it's always a good time when he shows up for however long. And I'm here for it. Yeah. So my 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 thing with Thomas Lennon, and it happens every single time, is I see the name Thomas Lennon and I have to go, Julian, Sean. Mm. Okay. Okay. Not not John. Not, okay. Yeah. Not of the of the New York Lennon, the New York Liverpoolian yeah. Lennons. But yeah, no, everything, all of his lines were gold and just he kept me invested, I guess, for lack of a better phrase in the movie like okay when's he is he gonna come back because i gotta finish this album some way so yep yep he's uh he's very good he is very very good and also it's one of the things i like about him i mean not saying that alex winters isn't a known name um because he is but he i've noticed like him showing up in comedies it almost sometimes is like he's kind of helping too, like people like me that uh it's like oh yeah well, if he's here, then I know it'll be, I'll have a good time and just kind of helping a little bit. Oh, with him, his acting career is sort of incidental. He was like the screenwriter on the uh, the Night at the Museum movies. He he is a mainstay of family movie writing, and that's where his fortune is. So he can, when it comes to acting, he can, it, he's like, sure, I'll show up for a couple of days there, whatever. That just cracks me up because I didn't realize he had written a lot of family movies because, mm -hmm. once again, The State. If anyone watched The mm -hmm. State in the 90s, <laughs> it was a very irreverent comedy troupe and it birthed a lot of modern comedy that we are seeing, like people writing, directing, and being in the industry now. Like, there's a lot of mm -hmm. people that came from that troupe, and so the fact that he writes, you know, family comedies like that just yeah. that just makes me laugh a lot. <laughs> so we've got Vlad and then there was Augie. And I got to say, the revelation that Augie was William's idol mm -hmm. was a surprise to me because I did not realize that the videos that he was watching were old. Oh, I, yeah, I, I picked up on that. Yeah. I did, too. And I just the those videos honestly were another funny point to me in this movie. Like I liked when they because they referenced everything going on. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, you did this. OK, well, this is what we got to do. It's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't I did not 
register that they were old videos. I I assumed they were modern videos. So uh, until the moment that he recognized Augie as his idol, I was clueless. So that was a, a surprise for me. Who was the next one? Was Pig Guy the next one? No, the next one was his super, but it wasn't oh. his fault with that mm. one. Well, it was an argument could be made. It, you, you'd have to you'd have to reach, but an argument could be made because she kept asking him to help with the uh, fuse box, and he kept he did keep saying you need to get an electrician, yeah. but then he kept doing it anyway. So the rat's nest of wiring was wiring he had done. So an argument could be made it was his fault, but he did keep trying to tell her she needed an electrician. Does he have some moral culpability in her death? Maybe. Did he commit another murder? No. Yeah. There yeah. you go. I yeah. like that. That is that is the way to put it. He could find a way to blame himself. So yes, the next death was Eleanor and then Pig Guy. Poor Pig Guy. I really can't blame him for Pig Guy, though. Pig Guy came over there hostile. Yeah. Pig Worthy guy of a death sentence? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Pig Guy came over there and started hostility and ramped up the hostility. Th these neighbors you referred to earlier, Don, are they okay? <laughs> They're fine. Okay, good. I, I just wanted to... I figured, but it needed to be said at this juncture. <laughs> they moved out and they refused to say goodbye. And that's, you know... That's on them. Wait, Donna. I said a polite goodbye to them. They did not say goodbye to me. Donna, is yes. them moving out, and I'm doing air quotes, the equivalent <laughs> of telling children that you've sent the, an animal to the farm? I need... <laughs> <laughs> no. They, okay. they packed up a truck with their stuff and drove away <laughs> under their own power. <laughs> <laughs> just I, I had to ask for clarification i i just mm -hmm. i want you and i to have our story straight if it ever mm -hmm. comes to that that's 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 all that's all i do not need an alibi thank god we're not recording this <laughs> <laughs> anyone that knows me knows i'm a ride or die friend so i just need to know, I know you are <laughs> and if i need an alibi i know who to go to yeah. i think i pitched this before I was going to do a short movie about somebody who confessed to murders on their podcast and got away with it because no one listened to their podcast. <laughs> uh, that's the whole podcast right there is like, right. It's, you know, this is how I murdered this person. Everybody's yeah. like, I, I don't know. What, I, I'm not going to listen to their podcast. So we got to let them go. But I know we have a listener in Australia. So good day. We I think we have two. My friend Shane and Jana Bean. I think we have a listener in uh, in Ireland that might be mine. I think I have a Canadian friend too. Do we have anyone in the United States? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, actually, I think I have some students that listen to me, which is maybe not a good idea, but I think I have some students that listen to me. We're huge internationally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We should go on tour. <laughs> we just don't know it. We, we, we could have a Jerry Lewis situation. We could show up in France and be gods there and never have known it. 
please tell your friends about us. Oh God. Or or tell us that you, we're big in some foreign country. Yeah. Like even if it's North Korea, if we're big, like really big there, we'll show up. <laughs> I will not go to North Korea. Her stance from Donna. <laughs> With Madagascar, I will go to Madagascar. North Korea, no. Yes. Donna thought I was serious about going to Pyongyang for podcasting. So <laughs> somewhere, somewhere this thread got lost. It's all right. It's all right. Since we are the number one horror podcast in North Korea, or movie <laughs> podcast, we have to now spend the rest of the time uh, we're, we're, extolling the virtues of the great leader and, yeah. and, and the Jush philosophy that will make us independent in the world. Woo. All right. That that took a turn. It did it take did. a turn. It took a turn. Okay. But uh, all so. in service of our glorious infinite leader, Kim Jong, whichever one they're on now. So oh. pig guy. Pig guy. <laughs> I, so I, pig I, guy. Yeah. He came in hot and I don't agree with it, but I also think he he escalated the situation to an eleven when it should have been maybe a solid four. I'll even give him a five. But then William took it to 14. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. What did William even do? That's William, I what did what did William even do? Okay, so Pig Guy came Not in much. and started that's his thing. <laughs> I mean, Pig Guy started breaking his records. I mean, I don't were they in New York? Was that where they were? Were they Those in LA? New LA. Yeah, they LA. were in LA. Okay. Yeah. Uh, LA, okay. LA may not have a lot of self-defense. Was yeah. I don't know, but everything I about mean, that movie screamed L.A. Yeah, it's true. It did. Well, I know in this middle part of the country, you can you can start oh. using force to defend your property pretty quick. Um, uh, this part of the country, William would not have gotten three consecutive life sentences. Uh, maybe no. may, he made him. He might have actually got the manslaughter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, when 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 Philip started breaking his records, William would have been okay to defend himself. So I don't know about in L.A., but uh, anyway, I think of all of them, he was most justified on Philip. I will give you that because Philip was in his space and also taking in context to where we live in the country. I'm not saying I agree with the actions but also don't touch other people's shit just leave it alone honestly don't go into somebody's house if you don't know them let's i'll even let's just not talk to our neighbors at all <laughs> i think I, I like like there's a certain like a value system we're like oh we don't talk to our neighbors anymore good leave them alone i can't tell you how many of our neighbors i talk to because of my dog i'm just gonna t- I'm going to just put that out there. When I had a dog, I talked more to my neighbors and I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> uh, I don't care either way. Um, I don't remember their names. I remember their dog's names. In fact, when I come back from my walk with Finn I'm all, and I'm talking about people, it's always, oh, well, this is Macy's human or Buster's human. And yeah, I couldn't couldn't tell you their, their real names, but I can I remember their pet's names. Now, in an apartment setting, I will agree yeah, maybe don't talk to your neighbors unless you absolutely have to. You know, just, yeah, it's y'all are just you're you're living your lives and just you're, okay you're trapped. It. You're yeah. trapped in the rat cage. Yeah, just just 
give them the nod if you make accidental eye contact. Right. Nod with our accidental eye contact. Fine. Yeah. But beyond well, that, you shouldn't really interact with your neighbors at all. <laughs> Ever. There's no there's no justifiable reason for that. <laughs> so I this is not on a neighbor's topic, but one something that made me laugh. I don't know if either of you noticed the name of the music studio that William worked at. I noticed it, but I have since forgotten it. Tell me what it was again. Industrial sound. Yes. And music. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's great. Oh, it's, it, I only, I didn't notice it. It wasn't until the very end when like they did a shot of the door and I saw it and I was like, oh, that's great. That's fantastic. I want to give Emily, who came back, Emily came back. She didn't want to be there, but they made her be there. And then she had her little, okay, I'm here. They want me to tell you I love you speech. And then she kind of got into helping William and was like, what if I told the story about our trip? I really liked that. I really liked that, that couple language. Because what she's actually saying is, what if I tell the longest story I know? I like that also because I, I love that when he comes back into the studio, he's like, okay, we got a little bit of time. Emily's telling uh, and Thomas Lennon immediately goes, please don't say the big bear story. You know, he knew <laughs> which story it was. Just his reaction just was like, please don't want to be that. Yep. So. And then Vlad goes dark again after vlad's been friend for a while vlad goes dark again i don't know man i think he did to help him because that's when he was kind of faltering you know what i mean like he yeah. was like oh it's missing something it's missing something and once again vlad's an asshole and vlad gave him that final push that he needed that that to that breakthrough moment mm -hmm. i think it was done with good intentions mm, you have more faith in vlad than i do i don't have a ton of faith in vlad let's let's be honest here i don't vlad's I, dead this is william talking to himself again <laughs> let's let's remember uh but so we're also in the firm camp that william had a psychotic break with accidentally killing vlad and that yeah. is okay i i am at least i i, I wouldn't speak for the others but that's because that's where I was leaning was that, okay, he's had yeah. a break. Just we hear there's, there's never a moment of evidence that other people can observe what is going on. I was on. Or at least that I remember. So I was with this movie. I was on the fact that the fantastical was real until he was in the jail cell. And then right. I was like, okay, this is he's he's had a break. That's like where I was at. I don't know about everybody else. I don't know. Thomas Lennon and the other dude, how did they get subdued? They were high on cocaine. They were real. They had been doing cocaine. Riding that train? <laughs> yeah. To start. I think like it went to ayahuasca and mescaline or something <laughs> beyond that. So they subdued themselves is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm saying I don't think it would have taken much for William to subdue them based on the amount of drugs that they had in their system. Okay. But that's I me. thought the movie was telling us that it was real at that point. Yeah, I didn't get that. All right. 
Okay. Fair. Yeah. But Fair. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's, that's, if that is what you think, that is what you think. I think it's, uh, it's okay with not being concrete on stuff. Do we have anything else before rule, poll, and quote? No. Okay. Well, Macula, you have our quote. Yep. Uh, rock and roll's about being on time. Just for the record, any little quote that Thomas Lennon said about rock and roll isn't this, rock and roll isn't that, like they mm-hmm. were all good. Like this is the one that just gave us the biggest laugh. Like we There's all no drugs in rock and roll. Yeah, like doing drugs is not what rock and roll is about. Uh, rock and roll is about winning awards. You know, like there. I'm just saying it was gold. And I have a rule, and we had been bouncing around with the rule, like, I think this is the longest that it's taken us, not that it took us a long time to figure out a rule off mic, but this was the longest that it's been in a while for us to decide a rule. In, in, the, in the modern era. In, in the current era of the show. Yes, I would agree. Okay, perfect. Perfect. I will take that, this. I'm not even saying what delineates these eras, nope. in case Kim Jong-un is cu- curious. <laughs> the modern era i like that our rule is learn to use your voice i think there would have been a lot of things in this movie that could have been avoided if william had done that i'm not saying vlad still wouldn't be an asshole that's that's the next discussion uh donna then you've got you've got our poll i'm gonna stop right there <laughs> smooth segue into um what would have happened if uh william had gone over and knocked on Vlad's door and said, hey, would you turn that music down for me, please? Nothing different would have been happening. It'd be virtually the same movie with one beat changed. Okay. I I expected a much more lively discussion based on our (laughs) pre-recording conversation. (laughs) I I was expecting more. We we thought this was going to be a good poll question, Mac. Mac? Okay, Okay. that's my answer. Discuss. Vlad uh, certainly uh, advanced the opinion that a different outcome would have been forthcoming had William been man enough, to quote Vlad, to knock on the door himself. But Vlad's an asshole. But Vlad is an asshole. But I think I think there would have been, I don't think there would be murders. And I think, I don't know, I think it wouldn't take such an extreme well, one, I don't think Emily would have left left William because she would have seen he'd have been proactive. At least that starting to take a step. Okay, now, I was like, because that seems like there's a lot of years of William being a piece of shit for her. No, to go. no, no, no. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not yeah. disagreeing with that. But I think there would have been like he would extend his life with her a little bit more. I'm not saying. Okay. I'm not saying he would have finished his album. I don't. I don't think he would have. But I think like okay, well, he did talk to vlad and so there's an attempt and that that you know that's another two years of i know how you are but i i don't know i think there i think there could have been i don't i don't think it would have the noise would have been as extreme as it was becoming i think there may have been a little ribbing but it would have been like okay well at least he's he's going to talk to me i'm still going to be an asshole about it but i still think i don't think there'd be any murder this all presupposes that Vlad is not some sort of supernatural goblin type creature that was just attracting that sort of a trickster entity, if you will, bad juju towards him. Yes. 
I guess for me, the answer depends on whether this is a movie with supernatural elements or a movie with psychological elements. Mm -hmm. If William is having some sort of mental health break, or if William is having an encounter with the supernatural. So if Vlad is a supernatural entity, then I don't think knocking on his door is going to do anything but change the timeline. If he's having a mental health break, then knocking on the door is only going to change the direction of how his breakdown is going to go. Short version, no, I don't think knocking on the door is going to make a, a, a big difference. It's just going to change the direction, which direction the story takes. He's going to end up in the same place. It's just going to, the the shape of it's going to change. He probably still would have killed Augie eventually. And, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can. And the super would have died and it would have been kind of his fault. And Vlad might have lived. And that's a big might. Yeah. Because Vlad was a big irritant. Well, and the super was just a question of when, because of that uh, electrical box. I do like that aspect that if this was, depending on what Vlad is, if he's human or supernatural, I like that. And just depending on that timeline, I do think Augie was never going to be meant for this world, but then Philip might have survived. Yeah, I think uh, I think the super is the kind of person that is really unintentionally taking advantage of a people pleaser. And uh, William just didn't know how to say no to her very effectively. And that's what eventually caused her death is because William didn't know how to say no to her. She kept taking advantage of that. I don't think she meant to be taking advantage of her, of him, but that's how that relationship was working out. Yeah, I can see that. Do we have anything else on Destroy All Neighbors? Bad title. Yeah. Bad title. It it's it's fun. It's fun. I wouldn't watch it again, I don't think. I would not watch it again. Watch the trailer first if you're gonna watch it. Yeah. And then just figure out where you if, if this is your bag. In another time where stuff just comes on the TV, you know, I probably wouldn't get up to turn it off the TV. Mm. Oh, this would have been playing on rotation on TBS. Like this, if this had come out in the eighties, yeah, um, this would have been well, Beastmasters on, followed by Destroy All All Neighbors. Yeah, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Yeah, nowadays where you pretty much watch everything you watch on purpose. Yeah, I probably yeah. watch it again. All right, who wants to go first on Happy Place? My happy place has come into my head and left my head at least three times while we've been recording, and it is currently in the not-in-my-head state. So I will not go first in hopes that it comes back. Okay, well, I will go first. It's kind of a little bit of a two-parter here. So one, my, my football team, the 49ers, they're going to play for the NFC Championship. It was a hell of a game last night. So that's very exciting to me. And I'm very happy about how that. how was I not aware that the 49ers were your football team? I don't know. I have no idea how you didn't know that, Matt. I mean, I mean I, you... my my lack of awareness of anything happening in football, I knew you watched football. Mm-hmm. And 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 that was a thing. But... I know in multiple eras 
of this podcast, we have had discussions <laughs> about, and but that's and, and here's the thing: I, we need to add a reminder to ask me in like six months what Kenzie's favorite football team is, <laughs> and I guarantee you, I will not be able to come up with the answer. <laughs> the other part of my happy place, and it actually was my original happy place that I wrote down. Uh, which has been, I know we're not very far in this year, but I've been rediscovering my love of reading. I finished my first book. I'm about halfway through my second one. And it's, I've been making a very active point to read at my lunches when I'm at work and just be in that moment to read. And yeah, I'm just kind of rediscovering that. And I'm just. Are you on Goodreads, Kenzie? I am on Goodreads. I was like, he can see what I'm reading on Goodreads. In fact, I think we're probably friends already. <laughs> we probably are. And it's always Goodreads is yes. always what I, uh, uh, you know, I always set my reading challenge, which I, yeah. I, I'm i always realistic about it. I'm never like, oh, it's going to be it's like, no, let's just keep it at this. <laughs> if we can do one a month, we're good. And so I'm already ahead of what I was last year. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Go ahead, Mac. There was winter weather and I didn't have to go anywhere during it. Nice. I know Donna probably needed that to be longer. <laughs> the realization that we are the number one horror movie podcast in Pyongyang is <laughs> is fun, simply because no one else will t- stake that claim. <laughs> well, they said it, so it must be true. <laughs> We're listened to more than any other podcast in Pyongyang. So, so I have this cat. Her name is Mocha. Uh, she has been living here for a little over a year. She's beautiful and sweet, but she has developed into a little bit of what's called a spirit cat, which means we don't actually see very much of her. She comes out every now and then and demands pets, and then she disappears. But here lately, she has taken to showing up at about the point I turned the lights off in my bedroom and curling up right by my pillow and purring. And so I go to sleep with my dog curled up tight against my back and my hand on a cat and my whole bed vibrating with her purr. And that is a fantastic way to go to sleep. I have to tell you, that is a really great way to go to sleep. That is my happy place. And I'm a 10 a fan of that. Mm-hmm. Well, we are on, on Facebook, Instagram, and Threads. Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. Our website and Blue Sky username is beyondthecabinofthewoods.com. I am on Threads, Blue Sky, and Instagram as at Callista77. You can find me on Blue Sky and on Instagram. On Blue Sky, I go by at dragongoblin.com. And on Instagram, I am at dragongoblin. In both those cases, there is no I and goblin. In neither case do I actually post a whole lot, but I'm there. I am on uh, Spoutable and uh, Blue Sky at Party Apocalypse on both. Partyapocalypse.com, uh, f- uh, other fine podcasts, including uh, The Holodeck is Broken with myself, Laura, Eris, and Z. And then they also host a Criminal Minds podcast, Disorganized, a Criminal Minds podcast. They've been on a bit, both shows have been on a little bit of a hiatus, but we'll be picking up again probably toward the end of this month if the schedule holds up and uh, the weather cooperates so that we can get into the studio and record. 
Partyapocalypse.com has the, all those podcasts. And also books, blogs, movie reviews, and nothing else. As always, thank you to our editor, Billy, for making it sound fantastic and coherent. We do appreciate it very much. Thank you, Billy. And thank you for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us if you aren't doing so already. Smash that button. Smash that subscribe button. Oh, and don't read the Latin. We love you, Kim Jong-un. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> we don't. Do you know what horror is?